Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Well, it's uh, 12 minutes after 9 South African time. It's a beautiful evening here in Johannesburg. Well, I think it's about, it's about, uh, uh, maybe anytime soon. Uh, it's going to be raining the way I see it. Uh, it's soon, anytime, it's going to be raining here in Lanesia. Tonight is uh, the 24th of Rabi'ul Awwal. 1444. I was telling the listeners who start when we started the program that next week, inshallah, look how time flies. Who start next week, inshallah, this time we should be in the month of Rabi'ul Akhir. My beloved listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. And before we cross over to our beloved Ustad on our program, the discussion, I see many, many listeners are saying, Murad. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you give the prize to our little Zakia Hussein? That's what I'm saying, Morana. Why don't you give the prize to our little Hannah Khan? That's what says, Morana. Uh, why don't you give both of them the prize? Well, if you want to give both of them, then you just need to give me a call and you need to sponsor for the Quran pen. If you want to give both of our little uh, shining stars, little Hannah Khan, eight years old, and Zakia Hussein from Vavram, she's ten years old. If you guys, listeners, wants me to give both of them the prize, then you just need to say, Morana. We'll buy two Quran pens and we'll give to both of them. Yeah. But anyway, we will see next week, inshallah, who will win the competition. It's a tie. Ustad, it's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. I hope you are well. Uh, I hope uh, the weather is not overcast in Ladysmith, Ustad. And our topic this evening is many listeners are with you, Ustad, by the way. Many listeners are waiting for you. And we're going to be speaking uh, on the fitna. Uh, that took place at the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and we're going to be touching on the passing away 
Of course, it's very, very sad when we hear how our beloved Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away. And uh, Mawlana Salim, inshallah, my beloved Ustad is going to be touching on that. So we want all the listeners to listen attentively. If you have any questions to ask, Please do feel free. Malana Salim Karim, inshallah, will try his utmost best, inshallah, to advise you and to guide you and to answer your question. Ustad, welcome to the program, the discussion. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Malana. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each one of us afiyat. Ameen. May Allah ta'ala grant us tawfiq to follow in the footsteps of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wassalam and our homes inshallah should become a library of the sunnah and the lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam from start to end from the birth of Rasulullah 23 years 13 years in Makkah, 10 years in Medina. Hmm. 40 years Rasulullah received Nabuat. What valuable nasihat advice the salvation of the Ummah lies in following Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We all have been speaking for the last three weeks when the first of Rabiul Awal, the moon was sighted. Alhamdulillah, great excitement that this is the month that Hudud sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam was born. And sometimes we tend to forget that in this very same month, Hudud sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away. So Alhamdulillah, as an ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the childhood of Rasulullah, the infancy of Rasulullah, the young life of Rasulullah, till he becomes a Nabi at the age of 40, is full of hikmat and wisdom. When you, when Allah wants to shower His favor on an Ummah, mm-hmm. it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sunnah that He takes the Nabi of that Ummah away first. Mm. And Allah keeps the Ummah alive. It's a sa'adat, it's an honor. One. Number two, Allah Ta'ala gave every Nabi of Allah a special privilege and a special dua. That my Nabi, use it for the betterment of your Ummah. Every Nabi of Allah used it eventually when their followers did not accept the truth, so they cursed him and Allah destroyed them. But when it came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam, Rasulullah said, I have reserved that dua mm. for a very special occasion. And that is for the day of Qiyamah, when we will be standing in front of Allah in Maidani Hashar, waiting for our reckoning to start. Hot, scorching sun, we're sweating, so much of perspiration according to our gunas and amals, and everybody is restless. And they want 
حسابن کتاب الحمد <تصفيق> رسول شيئا منها ترجعون وقال تعالى في مقام آخر كل من عليها فان ويبقى وجه ربك ذو الجلال والإكرام وبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان وقال تعالى في مقام آخر إنك ميت وإنهم ميتون قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تحفة المؤمن الموت 
respected brothers and sisters in Islam, dosto, azizo, fakiro, and two extra new words, Malona. Arbabi ilm wa danish. Arbabi ilm means learned scholars, and danishwar means very brilliant. So all our listeners, mashallah, well-educated, well-versed with Islam and the Quran and Sunnah. So arbabi ilm wa danish. Dosto Azizo Fakiro Arbabi Ilmo Danish. We have chosen the topic Wafatul Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What did Rasulullah say? It's a very, very beautiful topic to take many weeks to explain. But today I'm going to try in the next half an hour to give you the Khulata. <coughs> Important points. Great, great events took place when Rasulullah took ill. Till finally, when Rasulullah was buried, lot of events, lot of masla masail, great, great, important points was mentioned by Rasulullah for the talim of the ummah. So let's start with one. Beautiful heat. A question was asked. Who suffered the most in this dunya? Who sacrificed the most? And the answer was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Gee, I was troubled the most. I was tested the most. Shumal Amsal and those who came after me. And thereafter, those who came after me. Now, coming back, we call this Marazay Wafat. We all are going to go through this. Prior to our death, we will face sicknesses. We are going to go through difficulties. And what happened to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? How did the illness of Rasulullah come in? So let's go back into history. First and foremost, a Jewish lady invited Rasulullah for a meal. And we all know the hatred the Jews have for Islam, especially for Nabi Kareem. Up till this moment, they find a level best to get entry into Medina. Their final goal and aim is to remove the body of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Madinatul Manawwara. But Allah ta'ala has protected the boundaries of Medina. So, she invited Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he poisoned the food. Rasulullah went with a group of Sahaba and partook of the meals. And Rasulullah took a portion of it and put it into his mouth. But because that poison was so strong, Allah Pak sent Hazrat Jibrail immediately to Ya Rasulullah, don't eat it. 
In the meantime, the Sahaba had ate already, and a few passed away there and there. The effect of that poison, because Rasulullah put it in his mouth, and Hazrat Jibrail came immediately, Ya Rasulullah, don't eat it. The trace of that poison caused great damage to Rasulullah in his latter part of his life. And Rasulullah developed a very, very strong fever. Rasulullah performed the final Hajj in the 20th year of Hijri. And then Rasulullah returned to Medina, Muharram, Safar. On the 29th of Safar, Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had very severe headache. And he said to Hadrat Aisha, Wa Rasa, Wa Rasa, oh my head, you know when we have a migraine, headache, you cannot tolerate anything at that time. The headache was so severe. The fever of Rasulullah was so extreme. That was the effect of the poison. Years back, so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also passed away as a shaheed. Sayyidina Abu Bakr passed away as a shaheed. Hadrat Umar passed away as a shaheed. Hadrat Asmani Ghani passed away as a shaheed. Hadrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala passed away as a shaheed. Hassanin passed away as a shaheed. So Rasulullah returned. And on the 29th of Safar, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes to Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala holding his head. Waras, waras, oh my head, my head. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is comforted by Aisha. Yes. And there's a discussion between Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala and Rasulullah. Like how husband and wife have these discussions every now and again. Mm. And what's the discussion? So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Oh Aisha, I love you so much. Wallahi, if you die before me. I will read your Salatul Janaza. I will make intizam for your Dasan Kafan. I will do everything. Look at the answer of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala. She says, Ya Rasulullah, forget how much you love me and what you're going to do for me. My body will still not be finished, buried. Hmm. And you take another wife. Rasulullah smiled at her. Fine. Sometimes you must allow this nas between husband and wife. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Rasulullah returned home. And the same night, Rasulullah goes to Jannatul Baqi. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is making dua for all the marhum. Can you imagine how fortunate Ashabe, Baqiya, those who are buried in Jannatul Baqi, those Sahaba who passed away and are buried there, the family of Rasulullah, the Ahli Bayt, the general Sahaba buried there, Rasulullah goes and makes du'ai makfirat for all those who are buried there. And finally, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam, as the sickness and the fever escalates, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam calls all his wives and he makes mashura with them. You see, you want to have two wives, Three or four, mm-hmm. he has allowed you. See? Look at how just Rasulullah is. Subhanallah. <laughs> Even at the time of his mouth, Rasulullah called all his wives and said, I have a mashura to make with you all. I'd like to spend the last few days of my life at the house of Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala. 
with your mind to inshallah hand over your days to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala. This is my wish. I'm requesting. And all of them said, Alhamdulillah, Ya Rasulullah. If that makes you happy, gladly, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala's house. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is so weak. Who carries them? Who helps Rasulullah? It is Hazrat Fazal ibn Abbas and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. They are holding Rasulullah under his arm. Because Rasulullah is so weak. His feet is dragging in Masjid al-Nabawi. Allahu Akbar. Can you imagine the weakness Rasulullah is going through? That doesn't have the energy. One hand Hazrat Ali is holding Rasulullah. And the other hand is Hazrat Fazal bin Abbas radiallahu Rasulullah is ill for 13, 14 days. The last namaz that Rasulullah performed himself was Maghrib namaz on a Thursday. And he recited Surah Mursalat. See how particular the Sahaba was. Every action of Rasulullah is noted. And the last khutbah that Rasulullah gave was five days before he passed away. Allah. It was on a Wednesday after Zuhar. Rasulullah mm. sat on the member. You see, you and I need to do this before you and I die. We need to make peace. Rasulullah sat on the member and he said to the Sahaba that Allah Pak has given a bandra an option either to remain forever in the dunya or to meet him. <laughs> so I do not want to meet Allah Ta'ala without fulfilling hukukul ibad. So if any one of you have a claim against me that I hurt you, I said something to you, or I owe you money, please come forward and make your claim. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> Everyone is silent once Sahabi says, Ya Rasulullah, I have a claim against you. The rest of the Sahaba al-Kiram are looking at the Sahabi. What's wrong with the Sahabi? Rasulullah is not well. And he says, I have a claim against you, Ya Rasulullah. But this is justice. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, come forward. And whatever you want to do, you want your hisab and kitab, do it. So he said, Ya Rasulullah, I need you to take your kurta out. You have given me a shot in my back, and I want to do the same thing. The Sahaba in tears. The Sahabi is asking Rasulullah to take his kurta. And he goes behind Rasulullah. Look at the love and ishq of Sahaba. That how they made a plan to be close to Rasulullah. To take advantage of the barakat of Rasulullah. So the Sahabi goes behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And between the shoulder blades of Rasulullah, this is an important fact that we should know. Allah has put a, a piece of flesh the size of a pigeon egg. And you call it Mokhre Nabuwat, the seal of prophethood. Mm. Sometimes how you have a little growth, a skin, and you find that it grows. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to prove till the day of Qiyamah, 
First of all, all those brothers and sisters who didn't make out their will, Allahul Azim, tonight you are sleeping as a gunihkar. You are hurting Sharia. If you don't have your will, Rasulullah said, no person, male or female, who is balik, chain, and a mu'min, to sleep without his will written out. And many of us will sleep tonight without the will being made. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked for a pen and paper. Abdul Umar radiallahu ta'ala saw that Rasulullah is in pain. So he said, there is no need for that pen and paper. We have the Quran with us which is sufficient. Some Sahaba Ikrami insisted that we must bring the pen and paper. There was some commotion. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to all of them, leave. And the most unique namaz, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. It was Zuhur time. Rasulullah came for salah and Hadrat Abu Bakr is following Rasulullah. The sahaba Ikiram are following Hadrat Abu Bakr. Hadrat Abbas and Hadrat Ali supported Rasulullah. What a unique scene, can you imagine? So one day before Rasulullah's death, Rasulullah freed 40 of his slaves. We have people's amanat kept with us, Mawana. We have documents. Yes. We have amanat that has to be returned. <laughs> We've got people's money and jewelry in the safe. How can we die without returning those amanat? <laughs> One day before Rasulullah passed away, Rasulullah freed 50 slaves. There were seven dinars. He gave it in charity. The personal weapons Rasulullah had for jihad, he gave it to the Muslims. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> now I want to come to the most touching. Allah Ta'ala sent Hazrat Israel alayhi salam to take the soul of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi And Hazrat Jibrail alayhi salam accompanies. Normally, Malak al doesn't need ijazat from anybody. Allah will not delay your death by a second. Allah Jibreel comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and says, Ya Rasulullah, Malak al is waiting outside. If only you give permission, and this is Allah's hukum, then he'll come inside. Sure. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Tell him to come inside. Allahu Akbar. Generally, Malak al Maut will not wait for anybody. And it is the first time that Hazrat Israel is asking anybody permission that can I take your soul? And when he came in, he greeted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Rasulullah looked at Hadrat Jibrail and Hadrat Jibrail said, Dear Rasulullah, he's here to take your soul. And the soul of Rasulullah was taken. The point what I'm saying, this is the khususiyat of the Prophet wasallam, that the angel of death also couldn't do anything without Allah's permission and without the permission of Rasulullah, the only personality in the world. 
and Rasulullah was on his sick bed. He called for Hazrat Fatima. This is a very important issue. She, and he whispered something in her ears. She started crying. Many times you have seen when our parents are dying, our mothers are dying, they call the children into the room, they hold your hand, they kiss your face, they, they hug you. We all experience that and up till now, we can't forget those memories when your father passed away in your hand, your mother passed away in your hand, see your wife passed away in your hand, your child passed away in your hand. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Hadrat Fatima, please come close. And he whispered something in her ears. And she smiled. After a while, he called her on the other side and whispered in her other ear. Started smiling. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is looking at father and daughter. At that moment, she kept silent. After Rasulullah passed away, she had an opportunity to speak to Hazrat Fatima and she said, I want to ask you a question. When Hudud sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called you and whispered something in your ears, you started crying. Why did you cry? She said, at that moment Rasulullah said to me that I'm leaving this dunya and I'm going to meet my Allah. So that's why I cried. And when he said something in my left ear or the other ear, I smiled. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to me, Betty, you will be the first from my family to meet me after my death. And how true was Rasulullah's word that six months after Rasulullah passed away, Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha passed away. So subhanallah, respected brothers, Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq. And I want to tell you, the love Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq had for Rasulullah Sallallahu When he heard Rasulullah passed away, he was staying on the outskirts of Medina, came on his mule, he rushed into the room of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Rasulullah's body was covered with a Yemeni chadar. Comes to the body of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he picks up the chadar from the face of Rasulullah and the face of Rasulullah was shining like noor like the 14th moon. And he says, Wallahi, when you were alive, you were pure Sayyid. After your demise, you are Sayyid. Wa Khalila, oh my beloved bosom friend. Ya Nabiya, oh my Allah's Nabi. Abu Bakr Siddiq. And he does the most extraordinary thing. He kisses the forehead of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allahu Akbar. So somebody asked the question, if my father or mother passes on, or my son or daughter, can I kiss the forehead? Gee, Ijazat, you can do it. But if the husband passes away, the wife can't do it. Or vice versa, because the nikah is broken. Once the husband passes away, the nikah is broken. He cannot touch the body. Yes, he can carry the janazah, he, he can do that, read the Salatul Janazah, but he, was not, he will not be allowed to touch the body with his bare hands. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala kissed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on his forehead. And thereafter he goes and he sees 
that commotion in the masjid, Hadrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, is out of control. And he's telling the people, whoever says that my Habib Muhammad Rasulullah is no more, I will behead him. He's alive, he's gone to Allah. Like how Hazrat Musa salam went for 40 days in Ethikaf to talk to Allah on Turi Sayyidina. Rasulullah is gone, he's coming back. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq said to him, sit down. He told Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, I'm not sitting down. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala is crying in one corner. Sahaba Ikram are sobbing in the masjid. One Sahabi who is in the outfield, hears of the demise of Rasulullah, he raises his hand. Rabbul Alameen, take my eyes away. Because after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I don't want to see anybody. Allah Akbar. Greeks stricken. But they are in control. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala is highly emotional. Finally, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq takes the, the member and he reads this beautiful ayat. وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلٌ أَفَإِمَّا تَوْقُتِلًا قَلَبْتُمْ عَلَىٰ أَعْقَابِكُمْ وَمَنْ Listen, he's saying to the Sahaba, he reads this ayat exactly from the Quran. Behold Rasulullah wa ma Muhammadun illa Rasul. He's Allah's Nabi and Prophet. Qad khalat min qablihi al-Rusul. Prior to him, Lots of Anbiya and Prophets came and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took them away. So Allah Park is asking, That if you, you pass away or you are become shaheed, will these people turn back? And whoever turns back, is not going to cause any harm to Allah Ta'ala. So, and then he says this famous word, Mankana Ya'budu Muhammadan. He gave me a khutbah, all the Sahaba are there. He's trying to pacify the Sahaba. Calm down, come to your senses. Those of you who worship Muhammadur Rasulullah, Fahad Maat, Rasulullah has passed away. And those who worship Allah, Allah Ta'ala is alive. radiallahu ta'ala said, Wallahi, when Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq read this beautiful ayat of the Quran, he just felt as if this ayat is being revealed now. And he calmed down. For respected brothers, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Two things else I want to say to you. Okay, what was the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasalam's action, the last action? The last action of Rasulullah was using the miswak. Again, as we said, that all the wives of Rasulullah agreed that 
Rasulullah will spend his final days with Hadrat Aisha in her room. So when Rasulullah was in Sakarat, Hadrat Abdurrahman, Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala's brother comes into the room with a miswak in his hand. And Rasulullah is looking at him and pointing that he wants to use the miswak. It's given to him. Because of Rasulullah's weakness, he couldn't soften the miswak. It was too hard. So Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala used to be very proud and say that it was my saliva when I softened the miswak for Rasulullah and gave him to use. That was the last thing that went in Rasulullah's mouth. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa tried to use more. The last amal of Rasulullah was also miswak. A bowl of water was next to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every now and again Rasulullah is dipping his hands in that water. Allahumma inni ala sakarati Allah protect me from the pangs of death. So Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala, subhanallah, she said, you know, I am the most proudest, fortunate, and most honored because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away in my room. Rasulullah passed away in my house. When Rasulullah was on the last part of his life, he was resting on the chest between the chest and neck of Rasulullah, of Hazrat Aisha, sorry. That Rasulullah was lying on top of me. His neck was resting on my shoulders. Allahu Akbar. Can you imagine? What a scene is that? The last moments of Rasulullah. He says, I'm so happy that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away in my house, my room. My saliva was the last that went in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's mouth. And Rasulullah was resting on my shoulders and my neck. And Rasulullah is buried in my room. So subhanallah, now comes the big question. Where will Rasulullah be buried? Because so that's the first thing that we need to do when a person passes away. Inform the the, the Urba committee, the, uh, the burial society, inshallah, will release the necessary document. All that needs to be sorted out. The first question is asked, where do you want to be buried? See? So you can't buy a grave site in advance because you don't know whether you're going to die in South Africa, ladies, much or Asia. See? Where are you going to die? Yes, you can prepare your kafan in advance. Buy it in Makkah, use your ihram, buy the material in Makkah to Mukarrama, soak it with zamzam water, leave it at the Rosa in Mubarak, do whatever you want. Let the dust of Medina collect on your kafan, do everything that you can do. But you cannot prepare your grave in advance. I don't know where I'm going to die, whether in Ladysmith or anywhere else. I don't know. That only Allah knows. And you know what? Shariat Masla, Allah will return your body to that part of the world or that part of the earth where your sand was taken to create you. If your sand was in Medina, Allah will take you back to Medina. If your sand was from India, Allah will take you there, you die. The thousands of people who tried their best to die in Medina, but their mouth was not written. In the last moment, they bought the flight back to South Africa. The moment they came in South Africa, they passed away. 
نصیب کی بات ہے اللہ عمر رکنا شہادت
Allah Pa gave me tawfiq to give ghusl to my mother. Allah Pa gave me tawfiq to give ghusl to my father. Allahu Akbar. So the question arose, who is going to give ghusl? Rasulullah, Rasulullah was asked this question, Rasulullah said, I actually based my family. Now comes the question, when you give ghusl, you have to remove the body and the clothes. So the question arose, was Rasulullah given ghusl with his clothes on or without? Subhanallah, all the ahadiths at that moment Allah Ta'ala just brought a slumber of those who were present there. And Hudu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was given ghusl with his clothes on. This is also one of the unique aspects of Rasulullah's ghusl, that Rasulullah was given ghusl. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and Shakran and Fazl and Qasim, they helped in the ghusl. And one reality comes that Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala, the water from Rasulullah's eyes, he took it and he sucked that water. And ulama kiram have written, Allah Pak had given Hazrat Ali such great wisdom, such great knowledge. But anyway, that was Rasulullah's ghusl. You and me, our clothes will be taken out. The third thing, who is going to bring down the body of Rasulullah So before that, the question was, who is going to perform the Salatul Janazah of Rasulullah? Alhamdulillah, you must make wasiyah, the most highest person in the family or in the community or the Imam of the Masjid or the ruler of the Muslim country should be given the preference to lead the Salatul Janazah. Look for the most highest person. And in which janazah 40 Muslims attend and perform, Allah forgives the malhum and Allah forgives all those who put up in the Salatul Janazah. Whoever made a mayyid wear a kafan, Allah Ta'ala will give them on the day of Qiyamah the order that they will be honored from the dread of Jannah. <laughs> Whoever gave ghusl to a mayyid, Allah will forgive them. So great sawab, all those who are being buried. Now comes the Salatul Janazah. You must remember, Rasulullah, nobody ever performed salah in Masjid al-Nabawi besides Rasulullah. Yet when Rasulullah went in jihad, Hazrat Abdullah ibn Maktoum radiallahu ta'ala had performed salah of the Masjid. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was Imam al-Anbiya. Nobody could be the Imam of Rasulullah. When it went on the night of Miraj, all the Anbiyas were present day, their souls, it came to namaz time, Hazrat Jibrail alayhi salam takes the hand of Rasulullah to lead the prayer for the entire Anbiya. And that's why one of the titles of Rasulullah was Imamul Anbiya, hmm. Imam of all prophets. So nobody could lead the Salah of Rasulullah. The instruction Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave, that when you're finished with my hotel and kafan, bring my body and leave it in the room, Allah Ta'ala's angels will come, they will make du'ai maqfirat and leave, then my family will come, my children, my male family members, the chiefs, the females, the children, Sahaba Ikiram, Allah Akbar. The room was small of Rasulullah. There were only like 10 people could go at the time. So it took a long time. 50,000 people were present to part in the Salatul Janazah of Rasulullah. And I want to make one thing clear. The Salatul Janazah of Rasulullah was not like yours and mine. Because you know, after the first takbir, the Imam said, Allah Akbar. In, after the second takbir, what do we read? Jerusalem. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. After the third takbir, 
I see a lot of listeners are crying as well, Ustad, and they want the podcast. It's said. It is indeed said, Ustad. Allah Ta'ala make it easy, Mulana. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for all of us. Very touching, Mulana. You just cannot believe the love Sahaba Ibrahim had for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that's how we must love our parents, our Asatizahs. So when they leave behind 
and they leave us and go. We must leave a legacy behind. Indeed. Allah give us such a mortal. Like Amen. Amen. That, you know, when we leave, everybody is crying and you should be smiling to go and meet your Rabb. May Allah give us perfect. Allahu Akbar. Beautiful, beautiful words of nasiha of advice from our beloved Ustad Hadrat Malana Salim Karim. And I think I think the listeners should should get the podcast and and, and, and learn and listen. Because sometimes we don't even know how our beloved Nabi, I mean, I mean, what Mawlana Salim Karim was saying, <laughs> I don't even think our us, half of us, we knew it. We knew it, my beloved listeners of Merkaz Sahaba. Nevertheless, let me love and live on this beautiful Mubarak evening. See you guys tomorrow morning, same time, same place on our program as Safina to Ilal Jannah. For myself and my beloved Ustad and our beloved listeners and my beloved uh, engineer, Allahumma ahdina wa ahdibina wa ahdina sajami'a. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. تبسم 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 تبسم